Hi, it's Ethan Hayter and you're listening to Quick Link Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Friday show of Quick Link Podcast for the 12th of November. This episode is available as an exclusive NFT, so send us all of your Dogecoin and Tesla stocks or whatever. Do you even crypto bro? On today's show, we chat to Ben Askey, a second-year junior enjoying a great cyclocross season so far, having just received his first call-up for the Great Britain national squad. First up to start the show, as ever, happy birthday today to Vincenzo Albanese, Joe Bennett, Thibaut Nace, and to the man my Vela Games teams are named after, Juan Afredo. Now, we didn't do a show on Wednesday as not a lot was happening, but oh boy, has it ever since. The Giro route has finally been revealed in full, but we'll deal with that next Wednesday, with Monday's show being the weekend's results, and we've got another interview next Friday. Sad news to begin the headlines with, though, and it's with the passing of Eritrean cyclist Desiet Kidan, who was fatally hit by a driver on a training ride earlier this week. Just 21, the rider who was signed to the UCI's World Cycling Centre Women's Development Team won two medals in the national championships in 2019 before taking fifth place in both the African Continental Road Race and individual time trial the same summer. Our thoughts are with Desiet's family, friends, teammates and all who knew her. In the only pro action this week, there were wins for Ellie Isabit, Lucinda Brand and Senny Bowens at round three of the Super Prestige Cyclocross Series at Jamarkt Cross in Niel in Belgium. Isabit squeezed out two nets in a two-up sprint in the men's elite race, taking his ninth win from his 14 races so far this season, and he holds a one-point lead over Ertz in the series standing, with 43-42. to Quinton Hermans was third on the day, and he's a further point back in third overall. On 41, Lars van der Haas on 35, Lawrence Swake 32. The junior men's race was another all-Belgian podium, Senna Bowens taking it narrowly from Wes Neuens, with Miles Gevert in third. Not... Quite as impressive an achievement to have the three Belgians on the podium. 50 of the 55 starters were from the home nation. For the third Super Prestige round of the season, a third all-Dutch podium in the elite women's race. World and new European champion Lucinda Brand coming home for her fourth win of the season. Ahead of Anne-Marie Worst, though arguably the real worst, came third with Denise Betsema. Eighth for Anna Kay, Josie Nelson also in the top 20. Betsema leads the series on 42 points, Brandon Worst both on 41, Inga van der Heiden is 4th on 30, and Yara Kastelein making it an all-Dutch top 5, she's on 29. Full coverage of both elite races is still on GCN. The next cyclocross action is Saturday at Leuven in the 5th round of 8 in the Etias Cross Series, and then the 6th World Cup round of the year is being held on Sunday in Tabor in the Czech Republic. In road news and Astana Kazakhstan, as they're named next season, have announced that they are launching a continental development team for under-23s, with general manager Alexander Vinokurov stating that the team was looking to sign 10 riders, primarily from Kazakhstan, to fill the roster. His twin sons, Alexander and Nicholas, are among the 10 names, as well as Miguel Angel Lopez's little brother Juan Carlos, and Danny Pronsky, who is the younger brother of Astana's world tour rider Vadim. A widely shared video of Sergio Iguita and Danny Martinez absolutely ragging it up a climb past many, many sportive participants got Higita in hot water with EF Education Nippo this week as he was in full team kit but riding an S-Works bike from his new 2022 team, Bora Hansgrohe. Team general manager Jonathan Vortas didn't take it well and moved to protect the commercial interests of the team and their bike supplier Cannondale and it led to threats of Higita's contract being terminated early but eventually an amicable solution was reached. Lawson Craddock also incurred the wrath of Waters after he was photographed riding a giant bike at a gravel event in Texas. 
Twitter was ablaze with rumours of Ineos making a move for double Dauphiné stage winner Marc Pardoun of Bahrain Victorious in midweek. Since roundly denied by everyone involved, but it was fun for an afternoon working out who Ineos would be dumping to make room. In confirmed moves for 2022 though, since we last spoke, Maro Schmidt departs Kubeka for Quickstep, Campbell Stewart steps up from Black Spoke to Bike Exchange, who have also signed Alexandra Barmer from FDJ's Continental team. Andre Zeitz leaves Bike Exchange for Astana, Sasha Modelo goes from Alpsin to Bardiani, and barely five minutes after I uploaded the last show, Dario Cataldo announced his move from Marvi Star to Trek. Right, it's time for this week's guest, and talking to our junior correspondent Nathan Hardy is Ben Askey, younger brother to junior Paris-Roubaix winner Lewis. Ben's been enjoying a successful cyclocross season, fresh from a road and track calendar that saw strong performances at Seacook Classic, the Junior Tour of Wales, and at the Madison Nationals. In the mud so far this season, the 17-year-old who races for Baxter Bike Performance, alongside the likes of Will Sorter, Noah Hobbs and Griff Lewis, he has taken second place in both rounds of the National Trophy, 8th at Zonhoven, 4th at Overizer, 2nd at Coppenberg Cross, then got his first call-up for Great Britain for last weekend's Euros in Drenthe. We'll be back on Monday with the weekend's action, which includes the World Cup round in Tabor, where Ben is racing alongside British teammates Ollie Akers, Nathan Smith, Callum Laborde and Max Greensill. Here's our Nathan chatting to Ben, and I'll catch you next week. I'm here with Ben Askey in Quickling Towers. Ben, thank you for stopping by, and uh, just for those listening who who don't yet know who you are, would you like to do a little intro about yourself? Yeah, I'm Ben, Ben Askey, I'm 17, and yeah, do cycling, that's what I'm really say. Tell them who you ride for. Oh, alright, <laughs> ride for Baxter, Baxter Bike Performance. Lovely stuff, lovely. So, this cyclocross season, I think it's, yeah. it's fair to say that you're more of a, a cross rider, so that's what we'll focus on here. The cross season, just so far up to this point, how, how has it been for you? It's went well, yeah, it's went well. It started off at Derby, the National Trophy, and I got second there, so that got me pretty much picked for, like, Euros and, and Tabor this weekend, so... But yeah, it's went well so far. It's got the, the second at Koppenberg, which is probably the highlight. Well, definitely the highlight so far in this cross season. But yeah, it's still more to come, but I'm happy with how it's going at the moment, yeah. Yeah, obviously a fantastic start to the season. Did you plan to come into the season th- this with this sort of good shape, or were you trying to come in a little bit underprepared, but rise through well i mean i definitely prepared for the start of the cross season but i i kind of did my road season up to tour of wales and then uh, a little bit came off and then after that i just started purely training for comes match so yeah i probably had a couple of weeks back on the bike before the i wouldn't say i came into the the first proper race with like top form, but I was definitely in good shape, had fitness and whatnot, and I think I've just been getting better as the seasons went on. So, yeah. lovely, lovely, lovely. So, so the first, yeah, the first national trophy, Derby, you, you got second. It's great. Uh, we had Ca- we had Callum Laborde talking on, on talking about that. So that it'd be good just to get a little bit of a insight from you into that race as well. Just. See, see, see the comparison there. Yeah, well, I was gridded because for Derby it was gridded. I was gridded about 
I think I was one row behind Callum and I mean I had a good start and by the woods I was probably in top 10 and Callum just I was moving through a little bit behind Callum so by the time I got to the front probably around a 10 second gap on me and the the gap kind of yo-yoed for the race a bit and then in the last couple of laps, and I started to close in on him, and and yeah, it was only a couple of seconds in the end, but just didn't have enough, didn't have enough to get the other. Yeah, it was a good race, close race, enjoyed it. Right. So, so then after that, it was uh, it was up to Milnthorpe, wasn't it? Yep. No, that that was that was a much different course from from what from what we had. Yeah, it was a lot hillier than Derby. A lot earlier, and there was it was a little bit slicker, I'd say as well. Still not muddy, but there was a bit. It was a bit slick. And how did you how did you go at Mil- How did you go at uh, Milnthorpe and then and then Falkirk? Oh, I didn't do Falkirk, but at Milnthorpe, oh, okay. I got a second again, which was good because after that I got into the. I was leading the series, the National Trophy, but obviously not doing full Kirk. I pretty much forfeited the lead. So, yeah. but luckily in the National Trophy, you can drop a drop around in the series. So, I still could have a chance of doing one in the series. So. so, is the National Trophy something you're focusing on, or are, you, are your sights set set on yeah, the yeah. Uh, international program? Well, obviously the international race is a uh, probably more the focus but the national trophy is definitely a, uh, definitely want to win it overall they're good a good series to win because I mean, there's a lot of strong riders in the UK as well especially with juniors so like right and have two books on the podium so it shows you've got a strong horse and foot to the main junior categories so yeah 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 <clears throat> uh... I mean, the f- the future is bright in British Cross, but you, you mentioned you mentioned in Coppenberg, uh, of I mean, second at that that large of a race is is brilliant. But that sort of overall experience at the Coppenberg is is one that many people dream of. Just really, ha- how was that? First, from your performance view, and then also just just from the general event. Just describe that to us. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was brutal, but amazing, yeah. Um I had a pretty poor start. I had to run up the Coppenberg first last and I was quite <clears throat> I was quite far down. And then I managed to pick my way through and I ended up I ended up actually at the front of the race for for a lap and me and Aaron and Dots, who just recently came the world champion, we were battling, battling in the race, and I kind of slipped him up on the corner, one of the corners, and he just kicked and got the gap, and then there was, oh, there was no getting back to him then after that, but yeah, it was a good race, it was a good atmosphere, even for the junior race, there was a, I know, quite a good crowd, and then for the elite this it was insane, the atmosphere, because we stayed to watch that, and the crowds that were over there 
and the crossover there is just it's just amazing it's like it's a different sport it's just unreal yeah the the atmosphere out in belgium definitely seems to be a lot bigger than than that than that of a national trophy but i guess aside from the atmosphere how else how else does does the racing differ would you say between between the uk and europe um i would say one of the biggest things is there's a a lot more sand like a sand a lot of features so you don't really get much in the uk in uk races but like belgian sand is something we don't get a lot of in the uk and definitely something i need to work on because i raced zonhoven and that was was insane with something so different because like i say i've never really rode on and the whole course was pretty much sand so it was something different yeah, Zonhoven definitely has has ha, does have a fair bit. That 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 seems to suit you though. The, the sand. I mean, you had a good run at Zonhoven, didn't you? Yeah, well, I got eight, which was good. Yeah, but I definitely think the muddier grass conditions suit me at the races like Overijen and Kaffenberg. Definitely, because I feel like that they're more like the British courses almost, like the muddy grass and the, the slogging through a boggy field. Feel <laughs> more at home. Slogging through a muddy field. You know, I've just described everything as to why I don't do cross anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> no no, uh I'm slogging through muddy fields. Over racer. That did look very muddy and it did look a bit of a slog. Was it just as muddy for the junior races it was on for the uh, elite races later? Um, well, not quite, because it did rain again for the elites, but it was still really muddy for our race. So it was still changing every lap for me, because um, the bikes were clog- clogging up like crazy as well. So, but yeah, the conditions definitely got worse for the elites, because like, they were running whole sections that we were able to ride. And 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 how did you actually do at over racer? I got fourth, which was fourth, yeah, yeah, really good. Because well, that was the best result I had, and it was. It's not an official World Cup, but pretty much most of the top runners were there, so it was a good race to get a good result in. And I think it definitely gives me a lot of com- confidence because Hockenberg was the next day, and I think. Yeah, so I think it gave me more confidence to just push at the front and just ride my own race. Yeah, great stuff. So, so it's the first sort of the first block, say, of the European race, and it's it, it you've you've gone really well through it. <laughs> Do you yeah. take this confidence through a bit further through the season? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say I've got. I feel like. Um, I know I've got the potential to get podiums and do really well. So, yeah, definitely confident there for that. But I just think I've just got to do the training and hopefully the results will come. Brilliant, brilliant. The other particular race that I want to ask you about was uh, was European Championships. Yeah. That's a very big event. Sort of, how, how was that riding, uh, riding in the GB kit? Oh, it was amazing. 
because my first ever race for GB and like, honestly I was so I was so gassed when we got given all the kit and we were just trying it on the second we had it just making sure we were fitted and stuff but yeah it's amazing to recommend you can sport but yeah it was so much special it was just quite overwhelming actually to be in, in the Great Britain kit with so many great riders have won so yeah but it's just a shame that it wasn't really my day. Yeah, how 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 did you find how did you find the uh, the course on the on the Col de Vam? It's, it's it's very it is it's very hilly. I have to say, yeah, it did look yeah. very tough. Because I was coming into it quite confident because I thought it was similar to the overalls and Falkenberg. We were both in courses as well. So I thought it would suit me quite well because I was going well on them. But yeah, the course the course was good, but I it just didn't, wasn't my day on the day. So, but Tabor this weekend, so hopefully I can redeem myself almost and try and get a better result in the GB. But yeah, okay. So you mentioned Tabor there. Like what else? You, what else have you got for the rest of the season? Coming up. Um. Well, all the other national trophies, obviously, and then internationally, I think I'm going over for the Christmas block of racing. So that would include, um, like Zolder and Deegan and Lewenhart and uh, and then top then races around them. And then if I get selected, the other <clears throat> World Cup, so like Namor, and then maybe Dendermonda as well, perhaps. But I don't know, because right now they don't, not all of their races have actually come out, so we don't know if they're going on or going ahead. And obviously with COVID, it's all a bit, nothing's 100% anymore, is it? If a race is going ahead, so yeah, fingers crossed. And hopefully, I'll be going out for a good block of racing in the Christmas period as well. Well, with, with with the way you've the way you've been going this year, don't don't see uh don't see what will stop you getting getting into getting into those for the GB. So yeah. is it aside from your aside from sort of the world, is there any like major targets, like any particular races that you like? I want to do well in that. Well, yeah, that's obviously national champs and world champs. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, probably just that. Like I say, that Christmas period because there's a lot of big races in a short space of time. So I definitely want to be on good form for the week, so I can hopefully put together a, a good, a good week of results. Sort of a. Uh... Post cross season, coming back on, are you coming back onto the roads and mountain bike next year, or do you just not really know what that looks like yet? Oh, definitely, definitely doing the road and the road, the road and mountain bike. More road is the aim, and then the mountain bike as much as I can, whenever it doesn't catch me the road. Yeah, definitely. Okay, all right. So, I mean, I just touched on the mountain bike there. And the road and the cyclocross there, like 
but what's, what's your favorite? And obviously, you do, you do track, you, you do a bit of track as well, dabbling that every now and again. And then multi multifaceted rider. What's your favorite discipline and why? Um, oh, I honestly don't know. They all have their, they all have their positives and negatives. I think I can safely say though that tracks my least favorite. But and I think the other three mountain bike road and cross can be up there and all joint things, but... Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't say track would be the top one for me either. So uh, you're safe with that one. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'll, I'll let you get on now. It's, it's been a, it's been good, good to hear from you. Great. You've been a yeah, you've been a lovely time. interviewer and interviewee even. So uh we'll awesome. uh, end things there. But uh thank thanks for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Good luck for the rest of the season. No problem. Thank you. Okay, great, cool. I will I'll end that there. You've been listening to Quicklink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news and results. You can find us across social media at Quicklink Pod, or you can contact us by emailing show at quicklinksports.com. You can support this show by using the code QUICKLINK when you shop with veloskin.cc for all your chamois cream and skincare needs, and also at efswheels.com where UK customers can get themselves a full set of tubeless-ready full-carbon wheels for under £500. Share the show, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye now.